1: 93 WIBC it's Kendall and Casey show I'm Rob Mindy Winkler in for Casey today and you know like we were it's a week we got a week to go until the votes get tallied here in Indiana and I'm always curious what is the final week like for these candidates as they run for these big time offices whether it's Congress whether it's U.S. Senate which is on the ballot this year whether it is the Indiana Secretary of State's office that said let's bring an expert in a guy who knows not only how to do it but how to win them. He has been 30 years in the Indiana state. Senate, our good friend Senator Jim Merritt. How are you? Morning, Rob. Okay, so you won a whole bunch of these races. Some of them were closer than others, especially as your district trended more blue towards the end. What's the final week like for a candidate running for big time office?
0: May I use an analog- no, analogy?
1: The floor is yours, absolutely.
0: Robert, I I uh, think of yourself as a NASCAR driver. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you're leading the race. Yes. And, you, and it's like two or three laps to go, uh-huh. and that driver er, is listening for every bang, every bop, everything going on with his engine and his tires, or her tires, and, and you just hope your car stays together, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> and, uh, and you can win this race.
1: So in the sense of a Diego, because look, Diego, is Diego the worst, you can say this now because you're not involved anymore. Is Diego the worst statewide candidate the Republicans have run since you've been involved?
0: I, I we've, I, I think the Republican and Democrat Party has had their share of of uh, candidates that uh, leave a little, little uh, less to be desired. <laughs> it's so nice, I, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's he's on par with Murdoch and Charlie White at least, right? The very best we can say about him as a candidate.
0: I, I've never seen so much energy from one individual. and <laughs> Rob, you know me. I know. I, I'm, I'm going to give, give you the positive. Because, I know. Uh, I know. Uh, I, it's not because the party or anything else. I was raised that way. No, I know. I, my mom tells but my it's mom. Okay to, said, it's okay to say he is If You can't a, say something nice. Don't say anything at all. He.
1: But you're a pundit now. I'm you're a, in pundit. a new It's a new game. I'm uh, a pundit. And it, I
0: want to be relevant. It is...
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is safe to say... I mean, look, this is a guy with several... Big issues. Is that fair to say?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, it is fair to say that there are so many hurdles that have come up in this campaign. You, you just always, and I, I, I speak on lots of different. Uh, lots of different topics on radio and, and newspaper and, and television. Uh, but uh, as a pundit, uh, he has given me a lots of issues to surmount.
1: <laughs> and I mentioned all this because I'm saying, I still think he's going to win. I still think as bad as he is. And look, I think he's going
0: to win. Diego Morales sure. is the next secretary of state. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, mm-hmm. and he doesn't deserve it. And it, but the state is so Republican, right? That unless you are caught in the act of committing a felony of some sort, Republicans are just almost always going to win Mm -hmm. unless you Murdoch it away, for lack of a better term. So it doesn't really even matter who the party runs because people... Are just so many people are going to straight ticket Republican?
0: Well, as well as the Secretary of State's office is so well run. Yeah, um, Connie Lawson did an outstanding job of of uh, creating such an office. And you know, when I started stuffing envelopes in 1975, the Secretary of State was protecting the seal of the state of Indiana. Mm-hmm. And the Secretary of State's office, a lot like the Lieutenant Governor, the responsibilities have ballooned in the last 50 years, and and uh, uh, it's a very well run organization, and, um, and Diego will lead it.
1: Uh, you, you, I know she didn't say lead it well. You said he will lead it, which I guess is a definitive statement. Uh, Jim Merritt is our guest <laughs> for radio state senator. Same thing in the U.S. Senate race, right? I mean, Todd Young has owned it. Well, I mean, he owned it when I asked him, and then he goes out and gaslights people and talks about spending and inflation. But it, th- they don't refute it if you pin them down. Yeah, I added $11 to the national debt don't care he's still going to win because the national democrat party is is so bad that people are so afraid of national democrats that it doesn't it doesn't matter what he does
0: yes senator young is going to win re-election handily i said sometime in august that it that he was going to get 68 percent of the vote no way i don't know if that's actually the case though but but um i was i was um Really high in the fact that uh, he he was going to win an overwhelming victory, probably not sixty eight percent now, but I think it's going to be he's going to handle it um, and and win convincingly.
1: But the, but the, is it w- so he learns no lesson right? The, or I guess the lesson he learns is it doesn't matter what I do. I mean, adding eleven trillion dollars to the national debt. We did the math on air. That is stacking tightly, stacking one thousand dollar bills from Indianapolis to the end of Wichita, Kansas. That is a primary driver of inflation. He's every bit as guilty as Biden and all those people are, and there's no punishment. So I mean, shouldn't politicians be punished if they don't, if they behave badly?
0: Well, I, I think I think Senator Young has gone through the briar patch because some people, such as yourself, have have laid out these issues, and uh, I, I I think that. Senator Young is a very good politician. He oh, understands. He's a great politician. Yeah, he inter- he's, he's, he, <laughs> he, uh, that's not really a bad word these days. Oh, 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 listen to you. <laughs> At least I've tried to hold up my end of the bargain.
1: <laughs> uh, Indiana, former Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt is our guest.
0: Do you miss campaigning? I yes, I, I miss campaigning. I I went out door to door with uh, four Scott Walker, Scott Walker of Wisconsin, <laughs> Kyle Walker, State Senator Kyle Walker, and. It was um, thrilling to go door to door. Yes, I miss I miss uh, campaigning. I miss being in the Indiana Senate, and and uh, I miss talking about the issues I care about. And does, it,
1: does anybody ask you about abortion? What do you get asked when you? Because you said you're doing doors for a yeah, Walker, and the yeah. big issue is he's kind of in this swing district. He's your it's your old district that district yes. you represented for years, which is northern part of Married County, part of Hamilton County. Mm-hmm. What do you get asked about?
0: Gas prices.
1: Is anybody, because we were told, to, oh, abortion's this juggernaut. No, no gas nobody.
0: prices, gas prices, and, and more gas prices. And, and uh, uh, no one talks to me about Diego. Nobody talks about... Um, Todd Young, uh, it, it's it's like people don't even know there's an election. People are so concerned about their job, about getting their kids to school. I, I you know, Rob, school board races, yeah. And you know, I've I, I I've You've been digging new, in on those. I love that. I, I, I've got a new love of education, and and uh, and I'll be talking in the coming weeks about deregulating it, yeah, and uh, making it more uh, uh, opportunistic for parents to uh, find their niche like for instance we don't talk enough about trades and i, I know yeah. we're getting off the subject here but these are issues people care about and education is number one before
1: before i let you go indiana state senate former you're always going to be indiana state senator jim Merritt to me but former <laughs> indiana state senator jim Merritt, our guest you mentioned your involvement in the school board mm-hmm. races mm-hmm. shouldn't Shouldn't the legislature, if we're going to say the surveyor and the coroner have to put an R or a D or an L next to their name, shouldn't the school board candidates have to do the same?
0: Absolutely. And 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 uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm not a lobbyist, but if anybody asks, I think the school board uh, should go uh, should if anybody remembers this way back when one of the worst votes I made was not making it partisan. Uh, and why didn't that, you do and, and that? That? Was, that was in May. Uh, where nobody votes in the primary. We shifted it to November, and we took the partisanship out of it, and it was a bad vote.
1: T- 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 great, great. I've wanted to know this for a long time. You give us the just very quick, high-level view, and maybe we'll have you back to do a whole segment on this, because this is fascinating. Why kids. did you guys do this?
0: Well, it was it was b- because nobody votes in May, number one. And two, people wanted to take politics out of education. And who? It, who? Everybody's well, putting politics in well, education. Well, the legislature uh, heard it from the constituents and and there was nothing about money or teachers or anything like that they wanted to take they wanted more shine more of a light on education without the politics and that was a big mistake and anybody that asked me I want it I it should stay in the fall in the general election uh but it it needs to be um it, it, the politics is there Sure, the ISTA sure. is is at the table with Ipace and yeah. and it, it should be uh and and it this, the pandemic I'm stuttering here. No, the, that's
1: fine. The, the, I do it all the time.
0: <laughs> the pandemic has shown that we need to pay attention to our school board and our superintendents, and the idea that uh, there's no politics at, at the school board races or during the school board is ridiculous. And we need to get back to R D and I, yeah. if you will. And I'm I'm um, certain, and, and as well as somebody leaves the see uh, leaves the school board. They have no apparatus other right. than for those uh, individuals, which is right now nonpartisan. Yeah, they get to pick it. They get to pick the it. The school board gets to pick the and, replacement. And that ha- Robert, that has to change.
1: Hey, uh, we got to go. But real quick, I just want to say thanks for standing up for the Brownsburg candidates, Dave Tinky and Tiffany Dearman, who are the conservative liberty candidates. You've been out there. That is such a big race out there. Those two are working super hard against a whole bunch of lunatic leftists and lunatic leftist money. And I think that's great. So thanks.
0: They're wonderful people.
1: Hey, it's phenomenal to see you. We got to do this more often. Thank you, Robert. Former Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt, 93 WIBC. It's Kendall and Casey Show. Oh, for all you people who say he's so mean to those Republicans, why don't you say something bad about the Democrats? Get ready. It's the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's out today. Mindy Winkler is in for Casey. Kevin's here. So last week, Mindy, we had talked about a story that appeared in the Indianapolis Star. Is it still called the, or am I just showing what an old Hoosier I am? Because I know it's Indy Star is the shortening now, but is the technical name still Indianapolis Star?
2: Beats me. I haven't looked at that thing in 20 years.
1: (laughs) Well, okay then. (laughs) All right. Trying to give a little credit. Mindy Winkler over here bringing the heat. Um. The it, well, the star indie star <laughs> about the mayor of Hammond, Tom McDermott, who is the Democrat nominee for U.S. Senate, and the article, very well done, spells out how. So McDermott has this podcast that he does, and it's made very clear it's the mayor of Hammond, Tom McDermott. You know, it, it, it's a for-profit podcast, and they're merging oh. these two things together, in which he is a part owner in this podcast. It's not like. It's the mayor chat where he's interviewing. Now we're interviewing Sally, who is the head of the street department. It's a for-profit podcast where they talk about, you know, a whole bevy of issues. They have guests from all across the spectrum. Oh. And the Indy Star pointed out he is making money from advertising in part based on people who also have contracts with the city of Hammond. And while they're not alleging in this in this article that anything illegal is happening, they're saying it does raise serious ethical concerns. Little
2: conflict of interest. First of
1: all, why you have another job? I mean, we went through the, <laughs> we went through this when Rokita first became attorney general that he allegedly had that second job and was like, dude, you're making basically six figures plus bennies in retirement as the AG. You need a second job? Right. Same thing here. Like you're the mayor. A mayor is not, you know. Again, again, this is not in any way meant to pick on somebody who is on the Plainfield Town Council. But if you're on the Plainfield Town Council, it is very clear that is a part-time job. Right. You have a day job. You go to one or two meetings a month. Voila. If you're a mayor of a fairly good-sized city, that's your job. Yeah. I am the mayor of Hamilton. If you have that much
2: free time, then maybe you need may to be devoting it more to your job.
1: So, in so Indy Star did this expose on how Tom McDermott, who is a you know the Democrat nominee for U.S. Senate, has this part-time job podcast for profit again there's nothing there's nothing wrong with if you're the mayor of a city saying we have the mayor podcast where we're interviewing you know the head of the street department one week or the
2: that can be really economic
1: development director or we have various you know nonprofits from the community who the the city is working with but they're selling advertising; they're making money. Right. It is a for-profit podcast, That's gross. and the advertisers, in some cases, are people who have contracts with the city. Totally good job of journalism by Indie Star. I think uh, Caitlin Lang had initially done the story. Totally viable, right there. Raised very valid questions. Great. So I guess, and this is according to Adam Wren. Um, and I'm just going to read you what Adam Wren is reporting, that the newest edition of McDermott's podcast is out since this story broke. Okay? Mm-hmm. And and there, I'm going to uh, use words that rhyme with the words McDermott has used, because if I said these words on these airwaves... I would be fired, and our license might be revoked. Oh. Okay? So, here we go. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Then again, this is according to at Adam Wren on Twitter. I've not heard it yet. I'm going to try to go back and listen to it later today, because this might be priceless audio to put up. I think it just came out. At Go McDermott, which is McDermott's Twitter handle, on his podcast this AM, called this a stupid-ass story, a load of hit, bull hit- ducking insane wow and said its goal was to duck Tom McDermott and name checked four indie reporters at different outlets claiming they were coordinating to quote defame him wow (laughs) if you are a democrat in Indiana you have an out and out lunatic as your United States senate candidate Keep in mind, uh, Mindy. See, I caught myself there. You I was did. At Mindy. <laughs> they they advertise and sell this podcast as Mayor Tom McDermott. Like, it's not like they're trying to separate, even though you can't, because you're always the mayor. Right. And so, on his podcast, where he is identifying himself as the mayor of a major metropolitan city. That's his u- word usage? This, again- On his podcast, This Day AM, called this, quote, a stupid-ass story, a load of hit, bull hit, ducking insane, and its goal was to duck Tom McDermott. Except he used the words that I can't use. Wow. If you live in Hammond, you should be mortified that this unhinged maniac right. is your mayor. This is the face of your city. Well, this is the reason you people voted Trump out of office. For, yeah. so. so now your choices from the two major parties are a totally unhinged lunatic or the Duke of Spending <laughs> who's added $11 trillion to the national debt and gaslights you about government spending and inflation. Gee Wonder why so many people are walking away from the two old parties and want another choice. Right. This guy is nuts. Wow. This is so unprofessional. Uh, Absolutely unbelievable to use that sort of language. Look, Mindy, and I will say this with great pride. There is an art to coming off as a successful, unhinged person.
2: Right. As you do every day.
1: (laughs) There is. (laughs) <laughs> a certain level of giving yourself away, yet being in control of yourself. Right. That people go, that's intriguing, that's entertaining, that's kind of cool. This, especially as a current sitting elected officeholder who wants to be a United States senator, is atrocious. He
2: needed to take a breath and think, okay, how can I diplomatically address this if I need to address it instead of I mean he just went on a rant you know and just kind of put his his real foot out there which is scary because now we've seen the truth of who he really
1: is and we saw this from the mayor of Zionsville several months ago Mm -hmm. when she went off on some poor constituent who wasn't even talking to her or engaging in her on social media these profanity-laced tirades like again part of Being an elected official, and this will sound totally weird coming from me, but when I was an elected official, I was not nearly as animated or divisive, I think is the right word, as I am today. Why? Because you have to coalition build as an elected person. My views were still the same. Mm -hmm. My views of government, tax reform, infrastructure, things we did were the same, but you have to coalition build... And you represent people Yes Somebody voted for you Yes Dude, Tom McDermott You are the face of the city. Yes. And you don't need to
2: throw out foul language because you're going to have the average person going, whoa, I I wouldn't be talking like that in my everyday life or in my profession. So how are you just throwing this out there?
1: (laughs) Mindy, there's merit in our business to say, well, almost all publicity is good publicity, right? Because our goal is clicks and listens and whatever. And obviously there are lines we shouldn't cross, but- We are not elected people. Like You're literally playing a popularity game as both a mayor and a U.S. Senate candidate, which is you actually need people for a brief moment in time to like you because you need more people to like you than like the other guy. To keep your job. And why you would think as an elected office holder that this total lack of self-control would be acceptable
2: just blows my mind. Well, and again, we've seen how it the repercussions of that with Donald Trump. If you can't control yourself, It's going to be paid back, unfortunately.
1: Uh, So uh, I guess if he wanted listens, he's going to get listens. But I guess listens were more important than winning. Um, No, I'm not going to mess up. You people in the YouTube chat and I know, we're rooting for me to mess up. (laughs) you got to have a lot of poise and control when you read that. Uh, This guy has as much chance, we've been saying this for months now, of being a U.S. senator as you and I do, which is zero because we're not running. It's a shame that the Democrats can't put better people out there because their inability to put better people out there allows Todd Young to get away with mm-hmm. the crap he gets away with, and we're all losers, which is how it usually works in politics, Casey. The people are always the losers. Oh,
2: there you did it. Ah!
1: I'm so ducking upset with myself. <laughs> Mindy.
2: It's okay. Can you, just wear- you say, Casey, you you guys talk every single day. You know
1: I'm- the game where you, where you uh, have something on your forehead and you have to guess... What it is,
2: <laughs> or the game taboo where you're not allowed to say certain words. Uh, yeah, I just, yes. I just
1: I need something like I don't know, maybe remember in Ghostbusters. You
2: want Bus, me to put Mindy right here. Ghostbusters
1: when when they she shocks him if he gets the thing yes. wrong. We need something because that is probably. I didn't think I would do it at all today, and I've done it. It's okay. Like I like eight our, or nine our listeners times are though.
2: drunk because they've been playing a drinking game of how many times you're saying <laughs> Casey. Yeah. it's all good.
1: It's the Kendall and Casey show. Sorry, I was uh, updating my Twitter at Robin Kendall, trying to tweet about how uh, Casey, Mindy. <laughs> man, Drink tenth, up, folks. It's like the 10th time. <laughs> that's the Kendall and Casey show, is what I meant to say. Mindy Winkler's in for Casey. Kevin's here. Think about this. So we just did this segment about what a totally unhinged lunatic, mm-hmm. the mayor of Hammond, Tom McDermott, is. The guy, if you just Zero missed class. it, totally went ballistic on his po- on his podcast, profanity-laced tirade, that the Indianapolis star, who has basically been a cheerleader for the guy throughout right. the, the, the entire election, had the audacity to do some legitimate reporting saying, hey, the mayor of Hammond, in his official capacity as mayor of Hammond, has a for-profit podcast where he takes money for advertising from people who have contracts with the city. A totally legitimate news story. Good job by Star by running it. And his response to that is a profanity-laced tirade on his most recent episode of- Because he's
2: defending. When you get in defense mode, you attack.
1: I just... So here's what I've come up with with my tweet, Mindy. Okay. Tell me what you think before I hit send. We'll do a live tweet live on the air. I only had like a minute to come up with this. Sometimes I even amaze myself. The two old party candidates are a total joke. One is the Duke of Spendingburg, who's added $11 to the national debt, and the other is a total unhinged lunatic. I'd like to thank the Republicans and Democrats for, for providing such fine choices from our 7 million residents.
2: Love it. Seven million people in this state And, and that's the, the best we've got.
1: Todd Young and Tom McDermott. Ugh eye roll. Why am wow. I the problem for pointing out that we deserve something better? Right. You're just speaking the truth. Uh have you ever been to China? No. Zero desire. Would you no I have a cousin that lives there too. Well, what really? Mm-hmm. Why? At work. Oh. Yeah. Like
2: like, like he's been over there for like oh my gosh twelve years really mm-hmm. they pay him big money to be over there I too. would hope so yeah D- can he you... was separated from his family for like three months three or four months when COVID happened this
1: is fascinating what mm-hmm. do, I don't want you to like out who this person is mm-hmm. because of the internet in China there too but what what sort of work does he do
2: he's an engineer
1: okay so I'm, is, I'm not is it, is it for an American company I believe so yes wow and so he said what was wrong what was going on in his life that he said I know. Moving to China sounds like a good idea. I mean, good engineers are always in demand. Well, they
2: pay they this they paid for everything. He doesn't pay for any living expenses. Right, and they offered him a ridiculous salary, uh-huh. and he's like, "Yeah, I'll go."
1: So you say ridiculous salary, but t- t- true question, Kevin, you can pop in on this. If I told you I will give you five million dollars and you have to live in China for one year, would you do it?
2: I'd consider that really,
3: mm-hmm. Kevin. But yeah. That, for one year, I probably yeah. really? consider it. Yeah.
1: Would would going through let's say like you're And cousin, I'm living for free as well. Yeah, but you're living in China. Right, for one year. Do you I would last seven seconds in China? I would be in that's
2: because you'd open your mouth and they'd exactly. kill you.
1: Exactly. <laughs> you have this, so. What, how much does that work to you, right? I mean, he, he. I assume there's not some patch he wears that says, "I'm an American. I don't have to play by the rules." Well,
2: he, they, okay, it's pretty obvious that he's an American, right. So, yeah.
1: But he doesn't get to go like I'm. I'm exempted from the rules. I can say whatever I want.
2: Oh no, he's in fact been indoctrinated.
1: Oh, he's on the China oh, team. Yes. Oh. oh, Yes.
2: Oh yes.
1: Does he know he was indoctrinated, or do you when you talk to him? Or, or do you I just don't
2: say, think he's aware but we're all very aware.
1: So he thinks China's good. Oh,
2: yeah. Now he's one of the fortunate ones that actually gets to have internet access.
1: Oh, because he's good. Because mm. he says good things about. It. That's probably a, in the so what do they call that? The social credit system. An American something
2: like that. An yes. American
1: who speaks positively about China yeah. is probably top of the top of the list. Yeah. So he thinks it's working.
2: Oh, he. I mean, well. he he comment compliments them more over than the over the United States. Oh. Yeah. Man, that's so
1: wild. Right? What is the amount? What One million. For one million dollars, would you live in China mm, for a year?
2: No. Five. <laughs> I need five at least. Five million.
1: Kevin, mm-hmm. one million dollars. You have to live in China for a year and obey all the rules. Yeah, I think I would. Really? You have so little regard for the... this this. <laughs> I wonder what would happen if you smash a bunch of people's pumpkins over in China. Oh, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I mean, especially not there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Why, yeah. don't you play, a Chinese I, why don't you play some of that Uno Gold music over there and see how long that lasts?
3: Hey, I might be able to find like a, a niche kind of market over there with the music.
1: I don't think there's any <laughs> amount of money you could pay me to live in China for a year because there's no way I would come back alive. Well, yeah. I am incapable of keeping I'm my mouth shut. I'm amazed you're yet. still
2: alive here. Well,
1: it's I'm ve- I live a very guarded <laughs> he life. He has
2: his own secret service that walks into his car. I live a
1: very guarded life. Um, that's That's amazing. I did not, that was not even the reason that I asked you about this, but that is absolutely amazing that someone would, of their own free will, live. In China, considering they know what America is and the liberties and freedoms America offers.
2: Well, and at the, in his defense, at the time that he went over there, we weren't as aware what yeah. was going on in China. Right. And as I said, you know, it's like, now he's since been indoctrinated. He's been there, you know, almost, I'd say almost two decades.
1: Uh, when my wife and I got married, we had this conversation because she loves to travel. She's been all over the world. And I told her, you are free to go, but you'll be doing a solo trip Because I am not—I don't think ever going to leave the country. I don't—I don't think I would make. Have you ever left? No, 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 no. What? No. You never
2: even been to like the the Caribbean or Mexico. No, 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 no,
1: no, (laughs) no.
2: Do you not like to fly? Mindy, Mindy,
1: Mindy, Mindy. Mindy. We have told our audience many times. Anywhere that I do not have the right to unlimited freedom of speech and an attorney, (laughs) I will would not make it out of that place. And we all know how it works in Mexico. You can't just
2: go and enjoy yourself on a beach without spouting political Mindy, stuff. Mindy, how long have you known me?
1: <laughs> oh Do you think I would be capable of going anywhere without... Like, I meet people, we start talking politics. I run into people, we start talking politics. I, we start Get a hobby, Rob. This is my hobby. <laughs> it's why I make eight cents an hour, Mindy. That's the trade-off.
3: I will say, um, if you went to like Europe or somewhere like that, I think you'd probably get pickpocketed and yeah. lose a lot of money, which yes. that's also something you're very you know, yes. afraid of, is losing money. So when you go
1: to, because Kevin is- You really a, are a miser. I'm not you're a miser, he is. I'm just- he is, he's,
2: he's the get off my lawn, old man miser. These
1: are screwed. I know my limitations. <laughs> and I remember well, like when Dog the Bounty Hunter, remember several years ago when Dog the Bounty Hunter went- to mexico to try to save someone or get someone and he ended up in a mexican prison because he did something wrong Mm -hmm. just go to a resort dude you don't have to people get abducted from those places all the time mindy all the time i i do not think i will ever leave the country i have been as far south as alabama and florida and that's I don't even think I want to get near a border state for the most part, because there's water in Alabama and there's water in Florida. I don't think I even want to oh, be. Oh, so near... we're getting to
2: the real issue—that you have a fear of water.
1: No, no, sharks. I, no, I go. I've been to the. I'm saying I've been to the states that have water as the border. I'm worried that if I went to a southern state that has land as a border as Mexico as the border, I would somehow get roped into being imprisoned in Mexico, no matter what I did. No, like this guy you would, you you know would be what, fine. You know
2: what's going to happen, Kevin? Is they're going to they're going to take him to the prison and they're like, "Oh my god, just get this guy out. Shut him up. Get him exactly. back in the
1: I would be like that auto warm beer dude. I would be the guy that would pull a photo down off a wall and would end up as a, you know, an international prisoner no, for you 10 years. you were an
3: upstanding citizen no matter where you would go. I don't think I don't think you'd be doing any of that.
1: <laughs> I don't want to be an upstanding citizen. I want to be the person that I am here. The point <laughs> in all of this, there was a reason I asked you about this. Uh, this was according to uh ABC.net that visitors to Shanghai Disney Resort. I didn't even know there was a Shanghai Disney.
2: I did because I live and breathe Disney. At least I did until their new CEO. So
1: <laughs> is it like Florida Disney or California Disney?
2: Yeah, and Paris. There's There's a
1: they allow a mouse and the Goofy Mm -hmm. and of course, really have been barred from leaving without a negative COVID nineteen test after the city recorded ten new cases.
2: What ten new cases? And they can't leave Disney.
1: Does your cousin know about this? Could you, since he has internet, could you send him this story? And can we get a hot take uh, from your cousin on why this is better than America? I mean, it's not that much different than what Holcomb did here in Indiana for a long period of time. So, I mean, I guess in some ways there really isn't much difference. But at least we stopped.
2: Right. It's 2022. Good Lord. Ten cases, and now they so they have to get get a negative COVID test to leave. Disney? Yes. Or le- and leave yes, I guess because city.
1: I guess because they're saying in order to get out of Disney, you're back in the city and we don't want, I guess the leap here is we don't want people spreading the COVID. So you have to...
2: Are they getting like unlimited rides and stays?
1: I have no idea. I'm sure it's China. So I'm sure it's very nice. It's highly luxurious. Uh, we have to get your cousin on the next time you're the co-host. <laughs> That'll never happen. Let's. <laughs> No, it we have, not to. have it.
2: Please. I don't want him to lose his job. <laughs>
1: he might lose worse <laughs> than his job. 93 WIBC at Skindle and Casey Show.
0: Alice Gambling in Havana. Yeah. I took a
2: I
1: yeah.
2: like your song choices, Kevin.
1: Thank you. Send money little Warren Zevon.
2: Yeah. I mean, I love him. Yo, He's so diverse. This.
3: Yeah, this yeah. one was, uh, I knew Rob, he's such a fan. Yeah.
1: So I'm a huge Warren Zevon fan. I, I always and, save the best for last. Too. And in fact, Kevin's dedicating this. We had a guy yesterday, Mindy,
0: uh, who
1: sent a hate mail or a hate phone call because he was very, very mad that we had the audacity to say something nice about Warren Zevon. Like his day was going so poorly that he called the voicemail line at 317-684-8444 to yell at us because I said something nice about Warren Zevon and he went on some rant about Todd Rundgren. (laughs) And it was, I wonder sometimes, well, well, read the YouTube chat or the hate mail or the phone calls. Like the vast majority of our audience, Mindy, is kind, caring, right, pro- supportive. supportive, productive members of society. They're out working hard. They're making things happen. We're a part of their day. But then there's just people where you go, bro, <laughs> a comment about Warren Zevon, who has been dead for almost 20 years- yeah. <laughs> And some guy saying, I really like Warren Zebon music. Offended you. Led you to such a rage that you not only felt the rage, that's step one. Like, there's no artist in the you history.
2: You moved on it. You actually acted on it. Like,
1: even the people who like Taylor Swift, I go, that's weird. And she's really obnoxious, but okay. And then I go about my day. This guy raged to the point where he took his cellular telephone in his hand had a whole long period where he could have calmed down and realized it's over, Warren Zevon, <laughs> and he called the number and he left the message, and at no point was he like, "Wow, this might be a bit of an overreaction." <laughs> Did Warren Zevon like personally
2: do something? To I them? don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Even if you were eaten by a werewolf of London. I don't think you would be that mad. Was Warren Zevon, was he
3: outspoken about his political no. views? Or?
1: No, he was just a very talented songwriter who left the world with a whole bunch of really amazing gifts. That's it.
2: Maybe That's, he had an affair with this guy's wife. You don't I know. don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it was. If you're the Todd Rundgren guy, you must call back and explain why Warren Zevon enraged yes, you that Yes, we're point. intrigued. We will put you back on the air maybe tomorrow. Yeah, that's all right. A, he needs a second chance. <laughs> uh, uh, Mindy, I have a question for you. Okay. You were a Colts cheerleader.
2: Yes. You, you bring were, that up every time. Uh,
1: I th- it's part of your background. <laughs> okay. You were not only a Colts cheerleader. You were the famed Commander KC on TTV Four. Yes. What years were you the Commander KC? Do you remember? Two thousand one to two thousand three. So I was a I was a junior in high school when I was watching you as Commander Casey. That's kind of disturbing. Is it weird? <laughs> Just
2: I a was your lead. Oh, this so is how we treat our Pokemon? fans.
1: <laughs> You're watching
2: Pokemon Go? And this is how we
1: treat our fans. I watched you. I was a big fan. That's kind of weird.
2: And <laughs> a junior in high school. <laughs> so.
1: I was a fan of yours. I okay, watched the stupid
2: cartoons. Okay, just checking. <laughs> yes, but it was why you were watching me that's even more disturbing.
1: <laughs> you were an articulate... I,
2: what, I, what I'm picturing, Kevin, he has this whole like shrine of the red suit. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah.
3: I wouldn't put it past
2: him. <laughs>
1: So my he question, has the
2: birthday card I sent him <laughs> for years.
1: <laughs> um, when you were a Colts cheerleader, yes, did they ban? So, what you were there when Manning was there, right? His first two years, yeah. Okay, yeah. so the the one really good team and one and Correct. one really bad team, <laughs> yes. yeah. Okay, so the year that they were really bad, mm-hmm. was there any sort of etiquette like as a cheerleader? Were you ever allowed to be like, "Hey, good game"? Were you allowed to be like? You guys should have run the ball more. Was there any inter- oh. interaction etiquette as a cheerleader with the players? Well,
2: you, oh, no. You don't interact with the players at all. No, fact. nothing. No. In the fact, t- when I would see Peyton occasionally at Champs Americana, the one that was at Keystone at the uh-huh. Crossing, oh, I had to act like I didn't see him.
1: Even in public? Even not at yes. the games? Yes.
2: Really? Yes. Well, he
1: surely knew who you were.
2: Well, I mean, he, you know, he recognized you. recognized. Could know, he talk to you or no. did you both at the band?
1: Nope. Because I wondered, like... When you are cheerleading at I that. I know game. he did not know who I was. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Well, no. there's only so many of you. Usually, so- that person looks He's very a familiar. a focused. Well, so. but the game looks very familiar. Uh, that person looks very familiar. I see her at the games all the time. She must be a big fan. When you have to cheer at a game like Sunday, mm-hmm. where the team totally gives away the game to a bad team, is there a cheering etiquette? Like, you keep cheering until every person's left this stadium. Yes. I mean, what is there to cheer for? They totally goofed the game away.
2: Because, you know, we have to stay positive. Good job.
1: (laughs) Good job in the secondary.
2: (laughs) Yes, we have to remain positive. Kenny Moore,
1: wasn't that the guy's name? We let the guy get behind him? Yes. Hey, good job making a gajillion dollars. (laughs) Which we make nothing close no, to that. You don't even make $1 less, much less right. a gajillion. Hey, thank you so much for filling in today. Thanks for having me. Phenomenal job, Mindy. Phenomenal job, Kevin. Thanks for everybody to watching us on the YouTube chat, listening across the state of Indiana. I'm Rob. You're listening to The Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. <laughs>